It's my close personal friend, Andy Wellfley. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Who are you again? I know. Uh, it's like, see, we talk every day just about uh, via the Facebook Messenger or this week a little bit more with messages and things like that. But it, it dawns on me that unless we're recording a podcast or accidentally hitting call in the Facebook Messenger app, we don't ever actually hear each other's voices. I know. It's been, I think, August 20th of last year was the last episode. Yeah, it's been almost 11 months, um, and I have literally not moved from the computer at all. (laughs) I've been sitting here the entire time. You have gone through a lot of changes since then. Yeah, it's been different. It's been different. Um, Just doing some major life changes. Speaking of, we should probably, we should do this more often. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I think you were, you know, you were job hunting and then you were starting a new job and i had a lot of stuff going on and and dot grid just kind of fell by the wayside i think we we tried a couple false starts with like with recording some episodes and then all of a sudden like it just didn't work out yeah i was going through some of our older show notes today and i was like oh we did try to record an episode on that or oh oh it's sleep we tried we did a sleep one we tried to do a coffee one yeah, well, the coffee one we did, we just we just rolled it into episode fourteen, and it was basically about work, but there was just like some things about coffee in there. Yeah, and then I think when with the sleep episode, we were just both like, you know, this is we're not we're not sleepologists. We don't. Oh know yeah, yeah. About this. We didn't, we didn't have the science backing. We were like, we didn't want to have to put a disclaimer at the beginning. Now listen, this is p- purely based on conjecture <laughs> and personal experience. We're just two white dudes talking about the science of sleep, and we don't know anything. Yeah, I went back and looked at those show notes, and there's a lot of pictures of the ambient walrus in there. <laughs> yeah, that's that. I guess that could be one of the major changes we talk about. I'm not taking the ambient anymore, so I'll remember all of this. <laughs> He's not just sleep talking, folks. No, this is not just me calling up Andy in the midst of a stupor and saying, "Let's have a conversation." <laughs> I was pleasantly surprised with all of the positive feedback and responses that we got on Twitter today yeah. when I logged into the Dot Grid podcast account for the first time in nine months. Like all four of our fans said something. Yes. And <laughs> a couple of their friends were like, who are you talking to? And they're like, shut up. It's a niche thing you wouldn't understand. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I every now and then I, I hear from like my friend Elaine, who lives down in San Jose. She she is like, I miss Dot Grid. Because, you know, it combines, we combine a lot of, like, analog, pencil, stationary stuff with, like, nerdy computer stuff. So, b- b- both nerdy stuff is represented, yeah. That's kind of the idea behind the podcast at the beginning, and it it it, uh, it rang well with some people. Some people liked it. Uh, Jacoby gets on us every once in a while about how we need to be recording more episodes. So, maybe yeah. this will be the start of season two. We'll just say that we took a break, and we're going to go into a second season. It's like um, it's like Family Guy. After one season, they got canceled, and they didn't, or maybe it was like two seasons. I don't remember. But they took that. They had like a big break, and then they got bought by Fox or Cartoon Network or something, and brought back to do more episodes. That's us. We're the Family Guy of the internet, except for the actual Family Guy. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Except that mantle, Andy Welfley. Wear it with pride. Well, didn't didn't the same thing happen with Futurama? That's the show I'm thinking of. Maybe maybe we can be the Futurama of the internet. I would rather be the Futurama of the internet if we're gonna pick <laughs> anime. If we're gonna pick animated shows that were once and that that were once canceled, I think that's the one I would rather go with. Yeah, um, cool. I'm good with it. Cool. So so what have you been up to? I, I I know what you've been up to, but everybody listening in listener land does not know what you've been up to. 
Uh, uh, I well, the, I guess the last we all spoke, the last we put our voice sounds into your ears, I was uh, I was freelancing. I guess I quit my job as a teacher, and I was doing um, the freelance thing and trying to make that work, and applying for some other jobs in the process. Wrote a uh, wrote a medium piece about what a spectacular failure quitting my job, my good, reasonably well paying for an education I just spent too much money at grad school <laughs> to get a master's degree in this job what a fit what a major mistake it was to quit that because i ended up after we recorded the uh, episode 14 uh getting a call from my former supervisor and ended up becoming essentially a long-term sub for one more semester for mm. a class of gifted middle schoolers in the same county that i've been working for but in the interim or towards the end of that i had been applying for some other jobs because i knew that i had one i knew i wanted to work remote I knew that I kind of wanted to work for a technology-based company if I could, and I applied for uh, a couple of different things and ended up, through happenstance, kind of getting attached to the company for whom I now work. Hmm. And it really has turned out to be a great match because uh, the team is semi-remote located, so we have a main office in Malaysia. I did not move to Malaysia, spoiler alert. (laughs) That would be amazing if you moved to Malaysia. Right, that would be... Oh, by the way, I can't believe I buried that lead. I live in, uh, I live in Penang, <laughs> Malaysia way. now. By the way. Yeah. No, so I uh, I work for a company uh, called Pictachart. We're based out of Penang, Malaysia. We have a team of about uh, almost... No, just over 50 people now, and about 10 of us are remote. Most of the people on the marketing team are remote, so we're spread out everywhere from, like, Barcelona to... Um, well, uh, part of our team was in Argentina. They're in Chile now, and then we have uh, another... Our community evangelist is part of Remote Year, which I don't know if you know much about Remote Year, Andy, but it's super cool. They go and live in a different spot for a month at a time for 12 consecutive months. Oh, wow. So she was in the Czech Republic up until the end of June, and she's in Belgrade, Serbia now, Hmm. um, and will be until the end of this month. And then in August, they were scheduled to go to Turkey, but they decided after bombing number one that that would be a bad idea yeah um so they're gonna go to london for a month um if if i was not married and didn't have cats i would be all about something like that well and elizabeth and i have talked about it were it not for the boys and i love my dogs love them very very much but were it not for the boys we would try to do a bit more traveling because she can do a good portion of her design and styling work wherever it is we are yeah you know the the props wouldn't necessarily travel with us as well but we could figure out what to do with those. But then again, I mean, there's also something to be said for setting down roots in a community and establishing, you know, friendships and connections. And I don't, I don't think my entire D and D group would travel with me, to be honest. <laughs> it's and it's I've tried playing that over the internet. It's not as easy as you think. Yeah. Well, and and besides getting a new, a new job, you actually have moved moved into Nashville as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. We were living um, we were living in Shelbyville in this great farmhouse, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, pencil capital of the world. The, yes, in the yeah, it's in Shelbyville, in the pencil capital of the world. I feel so bad that I didn't actually tour Musgrave while we were there. Oh, you're the worst. It's only like an hour away, <laughs> uh-huh. so I can still go. To, now that I know it's there, I can still make that trip. Yeah. Um, their website's really bad. It doesn't so exactly bad. say click this button to sign up for a tour. Mus- Musgrave is a hundred uh, year old company now, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they built that website back when they started. Yes, approximately then. I think it was yeah. originally written out in just ones and zeros. <laughs> the conversion to HTML and CSS was not kind to them. Yeah. No, so back at the beginning of February, we moved into Nashville proper. Um, so now I work from home and my lovely wife works from home. I go to I have a co-working spot I go to uh, a couple times a week, which I really enjoy because that gives me a chance to sit and talk to people and not 
constantly be beckoned by my bed in the other room for a nap. Mm. Uh, I tend to be a little bit more productive when I'm at co-working because I don't have like dogs to walk or mail to retrieve and check multiple times, which and laundry to do, which doesn't sound like it would be very exciting. But when you're when you've got writer's block, anything is more exciting than yeah. trying to put words on paper. We should do a whole episode about working remote. I thought you were going to say writer's block. I was like, we can do a whole episode <laughs> of writer's block. That too. Are you you're doing? Are you working remote one a day or two a week? Um, usually we um on on Wednesdays. Something we talked about in the last episode. Um, we try not to schedule meetings on Wednesdays. Um, there's a lot of people who live in San Francisco, and it's a pretty pretty bad commute down the peninsula in rush hour. So a lot of people work from home on Wednesdays. I try like every 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 other Wednesday I usually get to do it, but my remote working experience I'm sure is much much different than yours, so that should be a discussion we have. It is my it is my entire day and I feel like now that I've been doing this job for a little more than no, for right at about 6 months, I feel like I finally got myself into a rhythm and a groove that I I feel good and right about the amount of work that I get done, the amount of time that I spend on particular things every day and every week. I think part of that has to do with the fact that I'm getting used to the job. But part of it also has the fact to do with, you know, when you when I was freelancing, I kind of did my own thing. Mm-hmm. I could figure out what hours I wanted to work as long as things were turned in on time. I guess it really doesn't help, too, that the office is a 13-hour difference. Yeah. Because yeah. that doesn't help me go to bed at a reasonable hour and wake up at a reasonable hour. And the people at work know that. Have I told you that our CEO and our HR uh, person get on me on a regular basis at like 11 at night? They're like, go to bed. You need to be sleeping. Get out of the slack. And I'm like, but this is this is my prime time. This, this is when happening. I'm doing things. Yeah. They're like, no, you're, you're going to bed now. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I do, and I go to bed, and everything's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we should definitely talk about remote at some point. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, remote remote working, uh, maybe something tangential in the same episode, work-life balance, which managing your time, we've kind of talked about, and then um, uh, writer's block. Yeah, I tell you what, it's almost like we are going to have enough material to record more episodes. Maybe we should do this again sometime. We should. And that, I was thinking about that as we were trying to put our plan together today. I think that, um, and Andy and I have been talking for months about doing the episode but more in a more concrete way in the past week or week and a half about let's actually pick an a day and an actual topic and i just say oh it'd be so great to put a reunion episode together it's so (laughs) nostalgic no we actually have been talking about it seriously i've been thinking that you know again because it's it's a little after it's about 9 45 where i am now and when i was teaching recording at 9 45 on a thursday would put me behind the eight ball in a bad bad way but you know, my schedule is a little more flexible now. So we've got some episode ideas. We obviously have traction with the four people on the internet that like us. <laughs> so yeah, we could, um, I, you know, I, I would not have a problem picking this back up and doing it a little more often. Perfect. So what kind of stuff are you, yeah. are you doing the same kind of thing with work? Yeah, pretty much. I am on a different team at work than I think I may have been on when we recorded last. Well, when we last recorded, I had just gotten back from a trip to Portland. Did you um, listen to our episode? Today? I did. I just listened to it today. So I should see. I should have Dude, done I better sent you research. A, I, I sent you a Snapchat of me listening to episode fourteen. I should definitely download <laughs> Snapchat on my recently reset phone, which uh, of course is a thing that will surprise no one that I recently did a factory reset on my yeah, phone. Exactly. I should definitely download Snapchat again since I yeah. thought I would get a notification, and I guess I only would. If, <laughs> I, oh I, I snap now. That's a thing. 
That's going to expire by the time I get this, isn't it? <laughs> like, I don't know how long snaps, how long do individual... Uh, if, 24 if hours. If you're a point. user that talk that uses Snapchat, which means you're one of our listeners that is below the age of 30. Elaine, Elaine uses Snapchat. Elaine, please tell me that that snap is still going to be there by the time I... If I post it just to my story, it lives there for 24 hours. But if I send it to you, it lives there until you read it. Okay. All right. Yeah. Good. Because I have not, like I said, I haven't downloaded Snapchat on the phone on the on the thing yet. And to be honest yeah. with you, um, and we will talk a little bit more about this based on the agenda that I see here in front of me. I don't know if I'm going to download anything right now anyway because this uh, this second developer beta is a little buggy. <laughs> because your your iOS devices don't work. Right. Because it's entirely possible that <sighs> by the time this is released to the public, I will have done a, yet another factory reset on my phone. So I should mention that um, we're just going to cover a little bit of a lot of topics that are kind of dot gritty. So uh, one of them on this episode. Dot so, gritty. Dot gritty. gritty. Dot griddle. So one of them dot, would be... Well, dot gritty. I was thinking more like the Revenant. Oh, yeah. Like gritty. Dot gritty. Dot, that, that's pretty good. Pretty good episode title. Um, so, the, so we should probably talk about some of the betas that we are using. And trying all of my Apple devices at this point are are work provided, and uh, nobody nobody at work is going to stop me from putting betas on there. But I have a lot of other little like weird profiles and buggy beta like Facebook software and things like that that I that I use and I need to use. So I'm definitely going to at least wait until like a few public betas in, or even just the the Goldmaster release. Yeah, I. How are you liking all the public betas? Um. All right. So when did they release? The public betas released today. Nice. So I knew that this was kind of. I knew this was coming up because they talk about you know we're going to release in July, and I knew that you know at the beginning of July, obviously the the time was coming, and so I really, really wanted to do the honest, legit thing and go sign up for the public beta because that's what I have done before. <laughs> but every but time I pulled, <laughs> every time I pulled up the page that you're supposed to go to to download the profile via the official Apple site, Safari would throw me an error on my phone and say, this can't be downloaded, do this, that, or the other thing. And I did some research it's, online. And it's surprising because Apple.com is like the only, like, Safari is the only browser that actually works for Apple.com, yeah. Yeah, oh, and, <laughs> and that's the thing is I'm looking and I'm trying to figure it out and I'm trying to, you know, make it work. And so I'm doing some Google research using my mad Google Foo skills to try to figure out why this error is popping up and they're throwing around terms like UDID and MAC address and things like that and shit got confusing. There's our explicit tag. And <laughs> I, um... So I did a little bit more Googling and through Redmond Pie, which is one of the semi-reputable Mac rumor style sites, I found a way to just download the developer profile. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded the developer beta 2, which has not been bad. I, I'm still on a 6 plus. So there are a lot of really cool things that have been added, like uh, like the raised awake, which is something that android phones have had for a little while and a lot of the 3d touch stuff that i can't take advantage of yeah but there's some cool stuff with messages that i sent you some screenshots of the other day and um some cool things that are going on with that i'm not 100 percent sold on the way the widgets look now i do like that from the lock screen you can uh, it doesn't automatically go to the home screen mm-hmm. if you unlock it with touch id so you can kind of take advantage of notifications a little bit more i also like that you can swipe directly to the camera instead of having to swipe up because sometimes that was a little buggy. Did you do yeah. camera? Did you do the control center? Whatever. Uh, I do like that. But I mean, other than that, I guess I really just have the beta downloaded to say that I have the beta downloaded. I, get, I guess if I could download just one thing, it would be just the new messages functionality. That looks really fun. 
it's cool. I sent um I sent one enlarged emoji to my wife earlier just to see what it looked like in comparison to um, Hey baby, check out my enlarged emoji. Oh. If we didn't have the explicit tag before, <laughs> <You're right>. uh, <laughs> no. So I uh, I sent one just to see because uh, thanks to the communication that you and I do, Facebook Messenger has become a pretty dominant messaging platform in my life because yeah. you and my wife and my brother are pretty much the only people that I talk to on things. And if I run across something on Facebook or a link or something, I really like I really like the the rich preview the rich link previews that facebook messenger has been doing um mm-hmm. spoiler messages has that now and it i nice. like it a little bit better yeah i i went i wanted to see what the new messages look like compared to facebook messenger and it feels like in a way and i know that these things are planned months if not quarters or years out it almost feels like in a way that messages is almost playing catch up to facebook messenger and some of the cool things that facebook messenger has been doing that being said with the market share that iMessage has, yeah, you know, it's it's almost it's almost like their adoption numbers are going to go through the roof pretty quickly, yeah, just because it's automatically there on people's devices. Um, I will not download the Sierra beta because my work computer. There are two Macs in our house now hmm. because we talked on episode twelve or episode thirteen, I think, about me getting my first Mac. Elizabeth has the MacBook Air now. Yeah, uh, I have a work provided MacBook Pro. And I will not be putting the beta on it because it that this computer is my livelihood. Yeah. And oh, if something yeah. goes wrong and I can't get into it, I can do a significant portion of my work on my phone. But no one, no one wants to do that. Yeah. Even Federico, you know, even Federico and Mike don't want to do that. At least they have the big iPads. Yeah, he has a big pro. Yeah, I don't. I I could do most. I could do a good portion of my work on my phone, but it would be painful. So I'm I'm not going to download the the Mac OS beta. Which thank God it's Mac OS now, and I don't have to figure out whether it's OS X or OS 10. We don't have to have that yeah. argument anymore. It's a. It's funny because like the naming of this is such a very like content strategy thing, and it's just it's just fun when like I can hear like John Gruber, for example, just like talk through it and explain how this is the logical choice and there's no way they can't rename it to mac os and yeah that that's so great because that's like arguments that i have at work all day i think it's condensed i think it's really on the path to condense down to just be os at some point yeah because we're at what we're at four now right ios mac os tv os and watch os yeah i think so which I kind of wish there was a public beta for the TVOS because we have an Apple TV now too. Look at yeah. us. We've I've got I've gone full stop, you know this. <laughs> I've gone full stop into the Apple world and I'm uh I'm excited to see some of the new stuff they're doing with the Apple TV. I bought in early on Google TV. Yeah. And kind of hoping that they would outfit that platform a little bit better and they did not. Yeah. But I'm hoping that Apple TV looks like they made a really good investment in the platform with this most recent uh, hardware release. So I'm, I'm hoping that yeah. goes better. I have a I have an Android phone now. I also have my iPhone, but I have an Android tester phone. It's it's funny we kind of like skirted toward the other direction since we talked last. Yeah, yeah, because I don't I um I at least had an Android tablet the last time we spoke and since yeah. then I have I have set that up for resale or something. I traded it in for I don't even remember. I know that the money that I got from it went towards the Apple TV. Yeah. Yeah, I have a Galaxy S6 um, in addition to my my iPhone, um, and it's it's great. There's a some things it does better than a Mac than an Apple, uh, like an iPhone. There's some things that it does worse, but I I like using it a lot, and it also works with my my Oculus Gear VR, which is pretty great. That was your Christmas present from Mark, right? Yes, we we got some some Gear VRs, and this tester I I wanted to make sure it was compatible with it because it can only be like 
like one or two generation back Samsung devices. And yeah, it works good. It overheats sometimes. I try playing um, Land's End, which is by the same people who made Monument Valley. So it's beautiful. Ooh, fun. It's beautiful, but after 10 minutes, it overheats. <laughs> so <laughs> You're like, oh, God, my retinas, good. my retinas are on fire. Yeah. So uh, sometimes I just take out the phone and put it in the refrigerator for a while. Seriously? Yeah, that helps it cool down a little bit. <laughs> You're like, I put it in the rice in the refrigerator just in yeah. case my sweat got on it. Yeah. got to make sure that that gets out there, too. How How is that, like... I would feel like my eyes would get hot because the only thing that I have that I can even come close to relating to a gear is like a virtual boy. You remember mm, the virtual oh, boy? Oh yeah. It I mean the the gear VR itself does not does not really it, I mean there's a something between you and the phone. So like there's some lenses so it's not really that close to your face. But for those of you who don't know what a gear VR is, it's like a little visor device that you wear and you just sort of like plug your phone into the end of it and the screen, um, what do you call it when there's like two? It's like a, it's like a, view, like a viewmaster, yeah. Um, using your phone screen, it can only be like a, like a high, like a 4K type display, like a, like a Retina display, but which is a Apple term. But it uses your phone's like gyroscope to detect your movement, and the gear, like the VR headset itself, has like a little directional pad on it. So it's not like super, super, super immersive. Like uh, the Oculus Rift is. Um, but it also doesn't need a super powerful gaming PC to run it, so it's uh, it's it's pretty good. It's like a nice like half step to whatever like the f- the virtual reality future is. So you you are you're full in. Are you full in on virtual reality being being the future now that you've done it? Um, I can see it. I, I think it's still very much experimental, and it's so it's still being used by like games and things. That's like I feel like game technology really like usually is what per- pushes the envelope. Like if you're a, a gamer, you don't mind like beaming light into your eyeballs, and you're using something that's kind of powerful anyway. Um, but I I can definitely totally see a future where that's you know just how you interact with the internet or with your computer is through some sort of a virtual reality. It's, it's going to be games and porn. Games and porn. That that's who's going to set it because I mean that's where the money is and that's where there are. A lot of people that probably work down the hall from you that are single and have large amounts of disposable income. Not not that either of those things are prerequisites for gaming or porn. But a lot, a uh, lot but of it is. Th- I'm not <laughs> saying that there's a causality, but I am no, saying no, that no, there no. are oftentimes a correlation. Yes. Yes. So what other kind of non-OS betas are you are you using? Well, after you put it on the uh, on the beta talk section of the outline today, and I had a conversation with some people at co-working yesterday, I have once again downloaded the Polymail app for Mac. Mm-hmm. I've been using that since they were in alpha, yeah. Um, which and I really like it. But this is the time of year when I go back to sort of all of the dot app, like mail dot app, maps dot app, things like that. Yeah. Um. So I had been using regular mail, but gee, God, Apple, do something about mail. I feel like Polymail is sort of trying to be the mailbox replacement. That was actually why I had the conversation with a guy at co-working yesterday because I was like, are you using Polymail? He's like, yeah, this is what I had to do once they yeah. decided to walk mailbox behind the barn and shoot it. I like it, but I really want to keep all of my, my – I have two personal email addresses and one work email address. And the work email address uses like a – like a, what do you call it? Like an exchange server or whatever. So – I cannot use that on Polymail. It only takes iCloud and Gmail, which is a pain in the butt. So I could use it separately, but I, I, I have, I still have it on my phone. But I'm a little bit embarrassed to say what I, what I use for my mail. 
I think we had this conversation already. Um, it, and it's it's a work requirement, right? Like that's why it's you not have a work to requirement, it. but it's just it's just just easiest. Like so, I I'm using I'm using the Outlook app on on iOS or on Mac. Uh, both. So oh. on, on iOS, and this may be since we recorded it. I mean, we, it's been a while since we've talked, but the iOS app is excellent it's really good it's my default it's what i use and it's because microsoft acquired a small company that like had a like a really good mail app and then they acquired sunrise (laughs) that had a really good calendar app and they were like hey we should put these together and make it for outlook so i hear you laughing at me i hear you laughing because we're going to talk about sunrise too but um the ios app is great but i don't know why they can't fix their shit for mac it's it's awful it's so awful but i require my calendars to be in sync constantly and the only way to really guarantee that is by using outlook on mac to go along with my outlook on on ios yeah you sent me a screenshot of your meeting calendars the other day and dude i think that you have i think you put a meeting in your meetings like you have more meetings than anyone and may, you know maybe this is because the vast majority of the people that i work with live in separate time zones uh and different locales so i can't actually sit down and meet with them i did have a meeting at 8 p.m. on july 4th just because yeah. it was when people were going to be in the office it was with people who hate america because i'm not i'm neither going to confirm <laughs> nor deny they may it was listen not to july this 4th where he was yeah right um yeah it was one of our um UI designers, and so he and I had to have some conversations about some blog integration stuff. I'm the blog editor now. I didn't mention that. I'm a yeah. blog editor, so I'm, I'm writing things. Um, so I had to have some conversations with him about some different call-to-action buttons and some different styling things that we need to do, and the only time we could have that conversation was Wednesday morning, no, Tuesday morning for him slash Monday night for me because our office was closed down for the end of Ramadan, hmm. um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. So we had to have that conversation, but that's the first meeting I've like officially set outside of the monthly one-to-one with my boss and our monthly meetings in, yeah. oh, sweet goodness, six weeks? I don't even know. Nice. Um, I just don't have meetings, but yeah. I guess if, if those things are... I have enough meetings for the both of us. <laughs> yeah, if those things are essential, then you got to have a tool that manages those the right way, and that's one yeah. of the things that I struggle with as well and we can we, we should might as well just go ahead and dip into calendars here where we're talking about it because I, I i just i don't have the right google calendar in chrome is still so ugly yeah and so barely functional yeah and i would love to use like i had the older version of busy cal which you could tell it was the older version because it looked like it hadn't been updated since like os 10 lion or something ridiculous it's like been, that yeah they did just update it, by the way. There's a new version, oh, which is that. great, um, yeah. except for the fact that it's still, um, even for me as an existing user, thirty five dollars. <sighs> which again, hey, listen, devs <laughs> got to make the devs got to make their money. You know, we, um, I get it. During the last episode, eleven months ago, we we talked about BusyCal, and I think you got you got a, like a humble bundle deal or something. I did, and that yeah. probably was a really good indicator of how invested I was into it. It's just. <laughs> I would love to use something like BusyCal, or I would really, really like to use Fantastical on both, because uh, I use it on my phone in addition to Outlook, because I can't leave it... I don't like the fact that I can't set notifications for individual calendars on iOS, and mm-hmm. we have a main calendar for work that has all of our recurring events 
And there are some people that still use that as their main calendar, like for when they set all of their meetings or anything, so that other uh, people know when they're available. Uh-huh. And I'll remind you, 12-hour difference. So I'm getting notifications at like 8 p.m., midnight, 2 a.m. Yeah. Of, you know, this is when the catered lunch is going to be here. This is when we have this scrum for this particular project. And since I can't turn those off, I just have to turn off notifications for that. And um, I have notifications for select work calendars in Outlook. Yeah. So trying to figure out what to do and when to be in certain places. And it's just, I can't find a good way to make it work that isn't going to cost me what feels like an arm and a leg in $75. Mm-hmm. Yep. Dev's got a dev. Hey, I, I do have an Apple gift card in the mail coming as rewards for one of my, uh, for the only credit card that I own. So that'll knock the price down significantly for Fantastic House. So I might just nice. bite the bullet and do that and see if that works. Yeah. I was using Sunrise, which I really liked. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. wonderful. It's great. It's, it's spectacular. It, it's dead. It's dead. Yeah. We should call it Sunset. Sunset. Sunrise has been sunsetted. Sunrise has been sunset because, as Andy alluded to earlier in the episode, they were purchased by Microsoft. Good for them. Yeah. Um, they bought up. Who else did they buy up? Was Boxer the email app that they bought up? I never used it. I don't remember what it's called. I used whoever they had before, and it was it was a good mail app too. I don't, it might not have been Boxer. It was something that was similar to that. One of the first ones to use like mail scheduling and mm-hmm. some of the really cool swipe actions and and ways to differentiate things like that. I really like that mail app. I really really loved Sunrise. It was a it was great both in a Chrome wrapper and as a standalone. On Mac and when I was using uh, the Windows PCs back in the before time, I really like Sunrise. Um, it, and it incorporates with Trello, which is what I'm kind of trying to use for to-dos right now. That's another conversation that we'll have to revisit again because, of course, we've changed to-do systems. I have at least. <laughs> and then I'm like, yes, this is all finally working. This is great. I can see all my to-dos in one spot. I can see all my different calendars. It doesn't hurt my eyeballs to look at it. And then I get the pop-up that's like, um, we've already taken this out of the App Store on August 31st. If you don't find something else to do, don't plan on making your meetings. <laughs> see ya. Yeah. So, yep. uh, no so calendars are my calendars are my new to do systems. Yeah. Like what am I gonna do? I'm kind of up a creek and nothing works. That's that's the problem, is nothing works exactly the way I want it to. Yeah. And I can't even I know people now though. Like I know front end, back end designer people. Maybe I should, maybe I should just be like, Hey guys, guys I got an idea. Yep. Let's just work on this calendar thing. I promise we'll be the only people that have a calendar app in the market like this, I promise. It's definitely not a saturated market. Yeah. Guys, guys, no no, don't walk away from the hangouts hey, that we're in back, since you're on back. the other side of the world. Yeah. Oh. What else are, are you trying out? What am I trying out? Um, I have the Slack beta. I like this. I can unlock this. I can unlock my iPhone here, and I can tell you what has an orange dot next to it, <laughs> um, which on my home screen is only the Slack beta. I'm, I'm in love with Slack. I did some UX research for them back in January, and they are just a solid, well-rounded team of wonderful individuals. Yeah. Um, I really like all of them, and I have slack socks now. So oh, I'm so jealous. I how did you get slack socks from the because from I did being the in the research? Yeah, because I did I did the research. They uh, did not pay nearly as well as Google did for Google's UX research. But then again, Slack didn't come into my home. Yeah. Um, Google did bring three people into my home to talk to me about election stuff and blah blah blah. I can't say any more non disclosure agreement. Yeah. Um, but. Um, yeah, so I did some stuff with Slack. That's the only beta I'm running on there now, and I don't even know that I'm running anything that would be considered beta stuff on my... That's the thing, is I just have a hard time running beta stuff on the MacBook mm-hmm. because I worry that things are going to fall apart Yeah, and that I won't be able to do 
um, my work. I did get an invitation slash proposition to use uh, a markdown writing app from somebody at work today, and it is, um, I don't know that, I think coincidental is the word to use here, not ironic. Coincidental is the word to use here because it is the one that I had asked you about in our write-up here with the, the bear, the oh, one yeah. with the bear on it. Yeah. What, yeah, you, what is that? I, I tried that out. It's um, it's nice. It's kind of... Is it called of, Bear? It's called Bear. It's made by uh, Shiny Frog. Um, just one singular shiny frog just, in the just, forest. Just, you know, you know the shiny frog, right? Like Hypnotoad. Yeah, it's 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 in Hypnotoad's cousin. All glory to the shiny frog. All glory to shiny frog. Um, I it's it's all right. It's it's like your standard like writing app that you know has a big composer window on the right and like a list of files on the left. It's like like every single other one. Um, they have a. They're working on kind of simultaneously on a Mac app and a um, iOS app. So I'm using both. They uh, they can't on their Mac app. They cannot integrate with iCloud quite quite yet. So um, I can't like sync files between them. They don't have the Dropbox integration. Uh, no, no. I think they're going to be iCloud okay. only. At least at least in this beta, they are. And it's it's nice. It, it looks really nice. And it is it is Markdown, but it's not like hardcore Markdown. It's more of like you know, Markdown is just like styling your text rather than like building tables and crap in Markdown like a lot of people do. As I was composing a blog post in the past couple of months, I looked for a way to create a uh, a table. and was like, oh, I can do this in Markdown. And then was like, oh, wait, this is no, this is ugly. Yeah. There's no way I can make this work. You could do it in Markdown, but it's awful to try to like hold in your head. My favorite part is when I'm perusing Reddit on my phone and someone has used a markdown table in a Reddit comment yeah. because it renders on the uh, on the desktop browser just fine. But if I'm looking at it through like Narwhal, which is the Reddit app that I'm using, I, I have to like piece it together because of the way that it's using the lines and the underlining and things. And just like nerd. I'm like, oh my God, how do my eyeballs work? Yeah. And I know that there's a bot that made it because no one has the patience to actually make an, a real markdown table. It's like, why are you using a table and a Reddit comment anyway? Like, there's no need for that. No. Like, congratulations, <laughs> you've really taken it up a notch. Here's yeah. your nerd badge. Yeah. And that's coming from me. So there's um, there's Bear. That's that's all right. It's not anything standout. I use, I love my IA writer. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to when notes become shareable. Yeah. I was going to see if you were going to download some of the betas to, I was wondering maybe we would do a shared note for this episode. Maybe, maybe eventually when the, the betas get a little better or I just kind of wait until I see what people at work are doing. And if it seems like they're trying it out, then, then I'll jump on the bandwagon. Two things about notes still driving me nuts. One, font size. Sweet goodness, font size is tiny. Two, why did we get rid of the was it skeuomorphism? Is that what that's called? Yeah. Where you make things look like. Why do we get rid of it everywhere except for the background in notes? The writing like, surface itself? Yeah. that's. It's like, oh, yeah, we're going to a flat design except for the textured paper that's on your notes. Thanks for pointing out precisely how old I am and how bad my vision is, Apple. I yeah. really appreciate that. J- J- Johnny, I was like, I have the vision of a 13-year-old. Yes. That was, that was an awful, <laughs> awful accent. Uh, while we're kind of talking about, about writing things, maybe we should mention um, uh, Evernote. Oh, yeah. People are mad. The internet is mad at Evernote. Notes is a thing that I transitioned kind of into out of Evernote. I haven't really been a big Evernote user for a while, but 
notes kind of when it was revitalized for was it iOS nine. It was, mm-hmm. it was cool because now you can throw PDFs and images in there and yeah. there's not really a tagging thing and there's not really a folder structure, but, you know, so you just, you know, make a manual tag and search for it that way and mm-hmm. and all of that. And now it's doing sharing and so there's a lot of cool things you can do with it. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, maybe I can finally take the auto-logging features that I'm doing out of Evernote and put it somewhere else. And then Evernote went and did some, I don't... There's a there are a lot of horrible phrases I can use for this decision. You 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 put a you put an explicit tag on this episode. Oh yes, already they, they fucked it up. Is what they, they did. did. They <laughs> did. Uh, Andy wrote it into our outline as, "Do you have opinions on Evernote's new premium shit plan?" <laughs> <laughs> and I responded, "Do we? Why wouldn't we? Of course we have opinions about these things." Yeah. So um, I think the biggest one that matters to me and matters to a lot of people is the free plan now is limited to two devices per account. Um, I think they probably count on a lot of people having three devices. You know, they have your phone, your computer and your iPad Um, or, you know, in Android terms, your phone, your computer and your tablet or your phone and your work computer and your home computer. Yeah, yeah. And so I believe also they limited the the like bandwidth of uploads per month. I think they reduced that, which like was mostly fine with me. I only like kept some images in there. But two devices per account is really what like screws me. So I still have some stuff in Evernote, but I just need to get it out of it and put it somewhere else. There are ways to do that. You can either export from Notes into Evernote or export, export from Evernote into Notes. I need to do that, yeah. I think the um, latter, friend of the show, Jake Bilbray, probably knows a way to handle that, Yeah. to be honest. Hi, Jake. I think he was the person who kind of sent me that direction in the first place, and I tried it. I think he did so with varying results, but that was months ago, so yeah. hopefully things have gone a little bit better. Yeah, they also, if you're paying for it, they also up the prices, Yeah. which seems... And before we go into that, did you get your Netflix email? About your Netflix price going up, have you... Oh, no. I mean, I think it's under Katie's account, so she may have gotten the email. It's going from seven ninety nine to nine ninety nine for those of you that were graduated in under the... Uh, or grandfathered in under the uh, 7 plan. Because I don't know if I'm going to be able to afford that extra $2 a month, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but $2 a month is about what... No, is exactly what Evernote has jumped up in pricing as well. The plus tiers from... Oh, the plus tiers only went up a dollar from yeah. 3 bucks a month to 4 and then the premium went from 5 to 7 yeah. Which, hey, subscription model. I don't know. That makes me feel bad. I was listening to um, the most recent episode of Connected, which I had not done in a while. That's not something that sits in my podcast queue very often because I don't have as much time to listen to podcasts as I used to. But Stephen and Mike were talking about kind of the changes in the whole Evernote pricing structure and how this was one of the first sort of unicorn companies that was valued over a billion dollars and how it might be you know one of the first ones to fail because at this point – you only kind of bump up prices if things are going badly. Yeah. And I mean they've had some executive turnover and they've they've had some layoffs. So things have been going badly. I commute right past their office every day. And you don't you don't see like fires or anything. Yeah, right? no, nothing has been on fire so far, but like physically on fire at least. There's no fires, there's no picketers, you don't yeah. like see people <laughs> outside with panhandling. I used to work for Evernote, please help me afford my premium plan, that kind of thing. <laughs> right, yeah. Nothing, none, none of that that I can tell. I, don't, I just I haven't used it very much anymore. I guess, like I said, I was using it as uh, like an auto-logger for things yeah. that I just had if this, then that toss into. But yeah. I think day one, day one, two, day two, whatever mm, we're calling day it. Day one, two, yeah. Day one, two. I think day one, two can do stuff like that now. I have yeah. to figure out how to get that set up. I import my Instagram accounts 
or in my Instagram posts into day one two, which okay. I'm sorry that that's a stupid name, guys. Like get yeah. together, but I I still use it. I like it a lot. It's, it's still maybe one of the most beautiful apps that I have ever used. I should have pulled the trigger on buying it for Mac when it was on sale back at the beginning. Uh, so now yeah. I just wait and see if it'll happen again because it usually happens a couple times a year. I tell myself, oh, I'm not going to, you know, I'll just journal on my phone or whatever. But the amount of enjoyment that I get typing on a computer versus typing on a computer keyboard versus typing on an iOS keyboard yep. is is giant. I just, the keyboard's better, but it's still not very good. If you were forced to only have one Apple device, what would it be? Would it be the Mac? Would it be the iPhone? Or would it be an iPad? Yeah, it would definitely be my Mac. Okay, I love my too. Mac. Me too. Yeah. I mean, um, I would probably, uh, I would probably go back to like a 13 inch MacBook Air, which mm-hmm. this 13 inch MacBook Pro is great. Um, I don't regret not getting the 15 inch. I went, I went with the 13 inch Pro just because I really like this Retina screen, but I don't, but I don't necessarily miss the Retina ness of it when I help Elizabeth with stuff on the Air. Um, yeah, I do like the portability of it. I mean, I like that the, that this Mac is a little more future proof. Yeah. Um, did, did you read that they're probably never going to up, update the Air again? Oh, that's unf- well. Oh, because it'll be phased out just by the MacBook. Yeah, the MacBook, or um, either the MacBook will get beefed up, or the um, MacBook Pro will be maybe reduced in like size, like physical size. Yeah, oh, well, I get. I mean, I guess that makes yeah. sense. And, and I say all of this without having tried out any of the iPads Pro yeah. um, with any of their requisite tools and pencils and keyboards and things. Which I mean, I guess I would like to do. I think that there's a lot to be said about the maturity of that of the ios system and how it is allowing people to do a lot of work and it works out for uh, you know it does really well for a lot it's of great people. but i think i mean it doesn't beat the maturity of mac os and like everything i mean there's no way we can record this podcast on ios oh i don't know about there's no way there are ways i feel like fraser spear i think fraser spears and frederica and federico try to do it on a regular basis really? okay I'm i'm a little behind but i feel like there's a way but i'm or i know that because i think jason snell recorded uh, from on the road via his iPad hmm, at one point, okay. but it's not, it's by no means as easy as plugging things in and just getting set. Yeah. CGP Gray bought a MacBook just so he could record while he was traveling to San Francisco. One of your many new internet f- close and personal friends. Yes. Oh yes. We're very close. I've seen his, I've seen his face. Yeah. You, you and about seven other people and six <laughs> of those other people are dead. <laughs> right. But uh, yeah. yeah, he is. It, it works for CGP Gray. It's working out well for for Mike Hurley and, and Federico, and they're doing it all really well. But I just and most of the stuff that I do is not remarkably processor heavy. It's not yeah. like I you know edit graphics or beyond this do any audio or um, visual editing of any kind. Most of what I do is you know within a Chrome browser or within a Markdown processor, and both of those they make great versions of both of those for um, iOS. But I just don't. I don't see myself leaving a full-fledged computer. I, I really like the way it works. Yeah. Should we get back on um, on track and talk about writing tools? Yeah, yeah. We can jump a little bit more into that. You're apparently using Quip more. I am. Um, Quip, well, we, we use that at work as sort of like our... As your not Google Docs? As our not Google Docs. And um, it it's starting to become like a real product. Like it's It was always sort of like Google Docs, but stripped down. And nothing had really ever updated for very long. Everything was a little buggy. And all of a sudden, they had, like, two major product releases within, like, a month of each other. I was like, look at you guys, like, getting on a regular, like, feature release schedule. And really, like, the thing that really, really changed my life, and it seems ridiculous to say, 
Um, but all of a sudden, I could format individual text within a spreadsheet, and I could split and merge cells. And that was just like mind blowing. Like, yay! It's like now you can do what every single other word like spreadsheet app can do. Yeah, that made my life a lot easier. Yeah, I forget that. I guess you spend a lot of time. I spend more time in spreadsheets than I used to. So I guess since you work for a larger company, I don't do a lot of like formulations and numbers and stuff in spreadsheets. But I use tables and cells a lot for like structured, structured content and like tables and conditional con- conditions and things like that that I write. So. Yeah, I don't use it for, like, traditional spreadsheet uses, but I do use it a lot for, like, structuring words. It's well organized. Yeah. I do like, you know, I do like the whole, I can put something in columns and rows and things like that, and then I'll make a really nice spreadsheet and then be forced to share it with people at work, and then I go back and look at it a week and a half later, and all of my conditional formatting is just shot. Like, I was using this as a heat map, folks. We're trying to track traffic <laughs> with the red and the green and everything in between. You can't just throw a random number outside of the scope in here. Yeah. Um, I just went on a rant about conditional formatting. Someone should probably shoot me. We can talk yeah. about analog for a second. Sure, yeah, Since absolutely. Since that's half, supposedly half of the, the podcast. Allegedly, yeah. You're um, still doing that other podcast, right? I've. Uh, it's still happening. Uh, erasable. We, 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 we've changed now. We only talk about erasable pens. So. Oh, that's new. No, just kidding. Um, we we actually just had June Thomas on, who is she's a writer for Slate, and she's a big pencil user. Um, she's pretty fantastic. We uh, we had like a series of sponsorships by CW Pencils, which is pretty awesome. We're almost like a le- legitimate podcast now, as opposed to this podcast, which is illegitimate. We are illegitimate. We're we're the, we're the bastard podcast. Yeah. You guys are approaching how many episodes you guys have now? Um, we just had our fifty fifth episode. So. That is a significant number of episodes. Yeah. So what are you what are you typically writing in and writing with nowadays? I find myself still going back to and I completely blame you and your cohorts for this. I still find myself going back to preferring to write with a pencil. Um, yeah. just about all the time. Yeah. My brother got me a spectacular pen for Christmas. I have a Twisby Echo that I really really mm. like, but I just don't have a reason to write in pen as often anymore. Yeah. So like I sharpened up a general semi-hex the other day because I really like it and I'm still I have these, uh, I think these are Mead notebooks. No, they're five-star. I have these five-star quadrule notebooks that I still have from when I was teaching that I really like because I like graph paper. So I still write in that on a regular basis because, again, columns and rows. I like things to be organized and things like that. That being said, there have been, uh, I still have all of the notebooks that I purchased in my, we'll call it my heyday. Yeah, back back when you and I uh, forged our friendship, when I was just getting into the whole stationary world, and something I'm still very interested in. I have a lot of uh, wonderful notebooks of varying sizes that I would like to use, and then I see, you know, I follow like scout books on Instagram, and mm. mm-hmm. uh, I follow field notes, and obviously I follow Baron Fig because I'm a huge fan of all their stuff, and I actually got some people at work to use Baron Fig products. Nice. Uh, it was a combination of my myself and Mike Rody because we had him. Um, on as one of the guests for one of the things that we did at work, and he talked about how much he liked Baron Fig stuff. So we got a couple people at work on some Baron Fig things. And they are, I feel like they come out with a new notebook approximately every four and a half days. <laughs> it seems like every time I turn around, they're announcing something new or a new pen or something else. Joey, uh, well, no, Adam just sent me some of the new Vanguard notebooks. They're pretty, pretty great. Oh, that reminds me, speaking of new notebooks, I, w- I need to get your opinion on the new um, on the new Field Notes flip tops, because I know you're a flip top oh, fan. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the re- reporter's notepads are the new hotness. I, 
I'm actually for just some edit notes. I'm using the right notepads reporter's notebook. But so, okay, so the same day, on the same day, Field Notes released their summer 2016 edition, and it was a reporter's notepad. So it's a little bit bigger, um, seven inches tall by like four or five inches wide. I can't remember. And on the same day, Write Notepads, which is a Baltimore-based uh, notepad company, um, they released a reporter's notepad as part of like their regular lineup, just completely coincidentally. So the Field Notes ones are great. They're very well designed. They're but they're just not like they're not useful. They would not be useful for being like real actual reporter's notepads. Like they're a little too flimsy. Um, the uh, they have like the cover like flips over the spiral. Uh, which is great because it protects the spiral. A lot of former reporters' notepads, you know, the spiral would come undone and then you would just stick yourself with the wire. Um, so that's great for that, but it also means that you can't just, like, flip the cover back and set it on your desk. It just kind of, like, hangs out. Um, so you, you have to kind of flip it up, but you can't flip it back down behind, which you can with the right notepads one. So um, I don't know yet which I prefer. Um, I'm not a reporter anymore, so I don't like carry one around with me all the time. But I think I think I like the right notepads one a little bit better. You got to root for the underdog. I mean, I feel like I feel like right notepads is a like a, a pet favorite of your other podcast because of Johnny's locale to Baltimore and everything else. Yeah, it's a it's Baltimore based company. Um, they do amazing work. Like they have a um, quarterly release as well they have a membership and they produce little pocket notepads but what's different about those is that they are perfect bound instead of um instead of staple bound like saddle saddle stitched i guess is what you call it with like the field notes but so the the right notepads are are perfect bound and the new editions are just completely gorgeous it's so lovely um they're made out of uh, butcher orange paper by french paper company which is you know the same the same paper as the first field notes colors edition so uh these are butcher orange as well and just as kind of like i think a little joke or a nod um 25 of the 2500 notebooks are made out of butcher blue oh wow so just sort of like randomly placed throughout the packs people got like a butcher blue notebook uh in their pack of like of three butcher oranges so i i love that i think that's hilarious and it's just a it's just a good nod to field notes i think because i mean field notes is sort of the original quarterly notebook release of which there are now, well, I guess one of them is a pencil release, but the quarterly stationary release, which is, which is now a big thing, not just field notes. Yeah. I got my wife on the, uh, on the word notebooks that their quarterly release was, I guess back. Oh, I guess it was back in the winter, maybe going in. No, it was their spring release because it happened right towards the end of winter. Um, because it came with, um, a Declan cloth. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to order this because she's almost out of notebooks because she carries one or two in her purse on a regular basis. She's still using the, um, oh, God, I'm trying to remember the um, stationary company that we won the giveaway for. She's still using that with the monogram oh, yeah. on the front. Annotated. Annotated, Anna, I think is what it is. And Anointed, yeah. Anointed. 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 <laughs> Whatever Anointed would be great. Yeah. No, she's still yeah. using that on a regular basis, and that, that's holding up really well. That's the other. That's like my backup notebook that I carry in my in my bag that paper's super soft and super rich i really like it she's using that but she carries the little ones and i saw these word notebooks were coming up they do really cool work too their summer release they're yeah they're new ones for for the summer were just gorgeous they're it's it's not my it's not my particular style i would probably not carry it around but i love that art it's it's done in the style of like 
some street art and some like tattoo art, things like that. Yeah, they're really, really um, cool. Gorgeous. But the, the the spring ones that were available were kind of with a black background and had kind of a, um, a floral print to them. And she, I knew she would really dig them. So got that and kept the Declan cloth for myself. So now I have a... Your wife is a stylish lady. Well, it comes along with the with the work that she does. So yeah, yeah. she she has she has good taste in things. Um, yeah. So really, yeah, really really proud of her. She's got some has had some cool clients since the last time we talked, and had some really cool projects coming up. So that's going yeah. really well too. This is this will be my uh, regular part of the podcast where I talk about how great my wife is. Um, <laughs> not that I'm in a hurry to move on from that, but I doubt that's why people tune in. Um, so you're wonderful, dear. I love you. And now we're moving on. What I'm writing with lately, uh, writing with, I guess, is um, I did you did you do the uh, Timber Twist uh, Kickstarter? No, I haven't. I, I've never kickstarted a thing. Oh, okay, it's all right. Um, I feel like it's one of those things that I would kickstart something and then immediately feel like the rush and feel like I needed to kickstart something again. I understand. Yeah, it's once you start, you can't stop. I have an addictive personality. It's why I can't do scratchers and why I can't smoke anymore. That and the lung cancer. But um, what's what's a scratcher? Like a scratch off lottery ticket? Oh, 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 yeah, 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 like that. Yeah. So the addictive personality does not lend well to Kickstarter or Indiegogo <laughs> or other things where I would not only be getting stuff, I'd feel like I'd be, I can I can part myself with ten, fifteen, thirty dollars, whatever. I'm helping people accomplish their dreams. Yeah. Exactly. Well, the uh, Timber Twist is a um, kind of the second round of uh, twist bullet pencils that John Fontaine from Metal Shop has done. Um, we talk about it ad nauseum on Erasable. Um, but his latest one, instead of kind of an aluminum body, uh, it has a wood barrel on it. Like uh, mine is made out of a really beautiful, like, like sanded walnut, and it is just gorgeous, and it feels great, and it's so great it's uh i think tim wassum said that it's like maybe his favorite piece like piece of stationery that he has wow which is saying something because tim has a lot yeah <laughs> as, as as do all all of us um but it's super great it's so fantastic i love it a lot i may have to look into that he's gonna sell them in the, he's gonna sell them in the shop now that he's got everything kickstarted i think they're already up there yeah all right, I'll need to look into that, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes if anybody uh, like me has not heard of these things but is now super intrigued. Yeah, so that's that's great. Um, I also I, I was writing a little bit the other day. Um, there's a book that we have not talked about on this show. Um, you know who has talked about this book, though, is Harry Marks. The great and wonderful Harry Marks and the street which continues. Which we, we have to mention because... We're contractually obligated. Exactly. Um, so there's this book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. I, I have that book. Well, while I am not good at tidying up, um, there's a part in there about, like, you know, only keep the items that, like, spark joy for you. And I was writing a little bit about some of the um, stationary products that I have that, like, specifically spark joy. Uh, and one of them are these really great little wooden pencils that I got from CW Pencils called, um, they're an Indian company. It's called Nataraj, N-A-T-A-R-A-J. And they're called Pop Pencils. And they just have some really, like, beautiful quirky candy colors and it's a really good pencil too is 2b so it's a little bit darker and smoother um and i just love using it i don't know why but i i really love it so um unfortunately cw pencils is not going to sell those pencils anymore because uh, they're kind of hard to source if you're not in india so um i'm going to definitely like treasure the ones that i have but uh, we should at some point we should talk about because we have talked about clutter before, right? Oh, did we? We yes, an entire episode when shortly after your move or certain I don't even remember before I was yeah. thinking about moving. Yeah, about all of the things. 
Yeah, we could. Um, we talked a little bit about that. We talked a little bit about like um, digital clutter. So we don't necessarily need to rehash that, but it's it's definitely an exercise I try to do is like think about if I just get joy out of like something. And if I do, like, keep it around, right? Right. But if I don't, you know, maybe it's a necessity. Maybe it's, like, tax forms or something I really hate having to use. But but there's a lot of junk that I have that just don't spark joy. That's what I'm saying. No, I get so, you. I, d- I did the yeah. whole thing. I read the book right before we moved into this house, and which was good because we moved from a house that was a little over 2,000 square feet to one that was a little under 900. And so there was a lot of things that we did to, we needed to not have. We're considering moving uh, up into San Francisco proper within the next few months. We're not sure of that yet. but if And if we do that, like even the, as much as I reduced moving to the Bay Area, I would probably need to reduce even more moving up there. You, you, smaller spaces still smaller spaces still my my apartment down on the peninsula like it's it's not really any cheaper than like a san francisco apartment but you do get a few more amenities um like washers and dryers and dishwashers and stuff like in in the apartment um yeah just because and and this is like a unit like it's kind of a cookie cutter place so it's it's boring but it's roomy okay well i mean yeah you know, you, you got to do what's best for the family. But if you got to, yeah. if you got to get rid of some stuff, I'm sure you wouldn't be the first person in your area to decide that it was time to uh, kind of cut things a little, cut things up a little bit, and get rid of some stuff. Cool. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm writing with and writing on. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else, like along that line, to talk about. Yeah, we've we've always kind of leaned a little more digital than analog, unfortunately, for the analog yeah. fans. But there are there are, there are a couple of really great analog podcasts out there. Erasable oh, comes know. to mind. Yeah, that's a good one. I know something we can talk about. Ooh, hit um, me. Um, our friend, friend of the show, Aaron Draplin, has a book that has come out. Yes, that is true. That's actually... um. One of the features of the blog post I'm writing for my blog for the blog that I write for now next week. It was the first because I'm doing a post on uh, 20 great design books, and that was the first yeah. one that came to mind. Oh, it's so good! It's so good. It's uh, written just like in. I mean, Aaron Draplin wrote it, and he writes everything just in his like authentic voice. And this is like on point with that. It is a whole book written in the voice of Aaron Draplin, and he just he does a lot of like collecting his junk and. Um, sitting it like 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 spreading it out and arranging it nicely and then taking a picture of it so you can just like look through his designs and i just found myself staring at a page for forever it was it was fantastic it's a really great book i ordered the separate slip cover uh the bright orange slip cover that he produced for the book that should be on its way pretty soon it's called Noling, and it's actually on our list of super secret topics that we may want to talk about if we ever drink and do a podcast again Nulling? Yeah, K-N-O-L-L-I-N-G. What is that? The thing that you were talking about, about arranging things and taking really nice oh, pictures of oh. them. Oh, I didn't know that's what it was called. Yeah, that's a term. I, I know, because I, I was checking our list of top secret podcast topics that we want to talk about at some point, whatever people are not thinking that they're, that they're going to hear about just analog and digital things. And Nulling was on it, and I didn't remember what it was, and so I huh. had to look it up. I never, I mean, I didn't realize there was a word for that. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. There are some awesome Nolan tumblers out there. For those of you that, <laughs> for those of you that are into, into, into Tumblr land. Yeah. Man, I'm real, I'm real into Nolan tumblers right now. Hey, you know what? You laugh. Do you know where I learned that there were great Nolan tumblers out there? The one and only Merlin Man. Oh. Is, is that like the same thing as like things arranged neatly? Yes. .tumblr.com? Yes. Oh, okay. 
I do love me a good things arranged neatly. Yeah. So yeah, knowing is the same kind of thing. That was actually where I learned that knowing was even a word was through an episode of Back to Work. So it's all full circle. Do you subscribe to the uh, oddly satisfying subreddit? I do now. Oh man, you're gonna love it. It's the same sort of ideas, like things that are sorted and arranged nicely. But it's it sort of like scratches that like little internal itch to have something arranged nicely. It's like, oh hey, like this, like look at this guy scraping paint off of like a car fender or whatever. Right. Or like look at look at this person like spreading asphalt on a parking lot. Or like look at this person who um, is like machining a piece of aluminum. It's it's pretty great. That's why I'm not great. That's why I'm not great at painting. Like yeah. painting rooms. I'm not good at painting art wise either, but I'm really not good at painting rooms because I want to be really meticulous about it. And there uh-huh. are, are some things that you just kinda gotta realize that there's gonna be a second coat. Uh-huh. It's super that's super meta, by the way. There's yeah. always gonna be a second coat, man. Um <laughs> so that's why I kind of we have I'm sitting in the office that we're gonna be painting here in the next couple of days and uh, thinking about it makes me go, oh because I want to, like, I don't know. This is getting super meta about painting rooms and things like that, but I, just, I, I never feel like I'm doing a good enough job of painting, like, clean lines and evenly yeah. and things like that. I always feel like I'm, I'm going to mess something up. Um, oh, yeah. And it's so important. It is, and Elizabeth has a considerably higher standard for these things than I do <laughs> because, you know, the whole styling and everything else, and I have what they call generalized apathy. Um, <laughs> so generalized apathy so that's uh that there's a little bit of a conflict there but yeah the 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 knowing is definitely something that i would i'm gonna have to get that book now i should have got it when it was on sale too this is going to be a recurring theme i think things will should have decided to get when they were on sale but you know what generalized apathy so yeah i mean hey you know what it's it's you know you say you have generalized apathy i don't really care Oh, what else is on this list we need to talk about? Let's see. We talked about Quip. Uh, we can hold Mark down for another time because... I have a, I have a Bitmoji now. You do, and it looks... The only, <laughs> the only thing that I wish about this Bitmoji, which obviously will very much be in the show notes, is I wish that you were, I wish that you were like super tall in comparison to the, <laughs> to the words that are along with it. I, I was sitting at dinner the other night, and uh, my coworker, who is a product designer who's like a professional designer he and another co-worker like was like give me your phone so i because i said i was like oh I, i've tried bitmoji and i don't really like it because i can't really make one that looks like me and cody's just like give it to me i'll take care of that and so like for the next 15 minutes they just like would like look at my phone and then like look at me and then look at my phone and look at me and 15 minutes later this guy <laughs> hey dude I, I i shouldn't assume that everybody here knows what bitmoji is that was why i said hey dude (laughs) because i was gonna be like what is bitmoji so imagine if you just had a little like extra keyboard on your iphone and it had a little like cartoon okay no this is a better way do you remember in like 2013 maybe do you remember bit strips on facebook everybody did freaking bit strips nope so you could design a little character, your little Bitmoji character that kind of looks like you. You could select from like a character builder and it's a little cartoon thing. And you could connect it to Facebook and you you and your like friend who also has this thing, Bitstrips, could put yourselves in little like cartoon situations. So like little cartoon Andy and little cartoon Will could be like hanging out and Andy could be like trying to read and Will could be trying to like 
talk to him and Andy could be annoyed. Or, I don't know, something like that. It just puts you in these little like funny situations every day. I like that it was reading and it wasn't a podcast recording session. R- right, it's yeah. It's something we actually do. I don't pester you while you read. So, uh, so yeah, you just have like a little shared funny thing among your friends and it was annoying because every I felt like every single person on my, my news feedback then did that. Uh, well, they've since diversified and now you can take the little cartoon image of you and just like make little like reaction stickers. Like it's not, not really a gif, like a little cartoon with words like take it easy or bye Felicia or something like that, whatever. So I, I've never really done it cause it's dumb. A it's dumb and B like I couldn't make something that looked like me. So at least, at least B has been solved. It's dumb and you're not artistic is what you're trying to say. Right. Yeah. So I'm, I now have a little behooded Andy character that looks like me. Well, I will stack that up next to my new avatar. Have we? Have you seen? You've seen my. Have yes. you seen my new avatar? Yes, it's it's excellent. Oh, I'm I'm really excited about it. We use Bonusly at work, which is a way to give micro bonuses to individuals on the team. It's you know super startup culture Um, to give micro bonuses to people on the team when they do things that are great or things that are super helpful that are not necessarily something that they're required to do for work. And I cashed mine in for a reward, which I have since learned they are no longer offering. Oh, you, you hey, here, here's a, t- a chance when you got in like. Right. Time. I, I got this yeah. when it was still on sale, literally you. being sold. So I had the opportunity to work with one of our designers at work to have a vector-based avatar created of me and uh, our designer, uh, Mock, I think, did an absolutely wonderful job because it is not just me holding a video game controller, which is a thing that I like to do, but she also took a couple of the photos that I had of the dogs and made three really, really excellent representations of all three of my dogs in the avatar with me. Uh, That'll be up in the show notes for those of you who never look at show notes. Now you have two reasons to. You can Look at some dogs. Look at some dogs and me holding an avatar-based video game controller, and Andy pointing a finger and saying, take it easy with take it easy. remarkably good shadowing involved. What's what's amazing is that the uh, shoes that I'm wearing in this are like exactly like the shoes that I was wearing when they were putting this together for me. Are these and the aforementioned bomb-ass new shoes that you my thought you new had shoes. to put into the... I'm not <laughs> even going to lie. I saw you throw this up in the outline today. I was like, these must be some pretty fucking great shoes. They're not, they're not that great. <laughs> they're just some gray Adidas shoes that are... Um, oh, what do you call it? You know you know how that new like woven shoe is like in, in right now? Dude, we've had this conversation. It's not really cool among like cool people. <laughs> It's like it's like new sneaker material that's like a mesh. You mean it's technologically advanced in a scientifically significant way. Yes, and then they adapted it for these shoes which cost $60 at Designer Shoe Warehouse. So um yes, it it's it's a much more breathable Adidas like standard Adidas shoe that with the three stripes that I really like the look of but never bought. So no that I I have no idea why I put that in there, except I just wanted to say bomb ass shoes. <laughs> They're very well showcased in your new Bitmoji, <laughs> and and they didn't even know that I was wearing those shoes when they were putting this together because we were all sitting down at, at a table. This is the so, the picture that I saw on Facebook of you with like seventeen thousand other people at a table. Yes, yes. And there was fifteen minutes taken out of this company dinner to draw you as a Bitmoji. Yes. With a phrase that I assume you use on a regular basis, take it easy. That's a thing I do you not say, say right? take it easy that often. I don't think so. Um, that would have been so much better yeah. if they had done a phrase that you say on a regular basis, like buy more pencils or I don't know, whatever Andy say. What do I say? Do you I, don't know. I say I say um a lot, which is probably not good. 
my wife has gotten on to me a lot recently because I say I'm saying word now. You know, like they word. did back in the nineties. Yeah, word. you know, you know what I'm you know what I'm saying right now, which is not good at all. Is hella because I live in oh, California yeah. now. Because you um, got some hella bomb ass new shoes. I got hella bomb ass new shoes. Um, so so here's here's what happens, and I'm sure there have been better articles than me, like people than me writing about this. But you start saying something like as a joke. And then all of a sudden, you just catch yourself saying it, like, non-ironically. Yep. Like, I remember back in 2006, my sister started saying, I know, right? And I was like, what the hell does that even mean? And then I would say it. And then just, like, a couple of years later, I was, I know, writing all over the place. I do yeah. it with word. I do it with, yeah, no. We've yeah, had, I think no. we had the, yeah, no conversation. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, my wife is, <laughs> my wife got on to me really bad. We were, uh, I think we were talking to, I guess we were just out somewhere and we had a server and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Word. And she was like, no, stop that. From <laughs> now on, anytime you want to say word, just say, okay. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> and I want to say I'm trying, but I'm, but I'm really not. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of big. Hella hard. It, it is hella hard to just stop being like word. <laughs> oh, everything comes around, Andy. It's all full circle. Yeah, we should. Um, yeah, we should let these poor people listening go. Yeah, because you've been listening to us for a hell of a long time. <laughs> hell of a has long time. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, oh, we. Yeah, I. I don't know at this point if we are ready to commit to like when we will be returning to another time frame because we are we all getting talked ready. about this yet. Yeah, we're all getting ready to travel all around the world. You're well. I'm traveling to Indiana. You're traveling around the world. Well, no, you're going to Vancouver. That's, that's a thing. It's, it's not that far from here, though. You were um, in Peru and London since was, we last spoke. I was in Lima, and and a good. I I think when you get back, a good episode that we could do is about travel. Yeah, that'll be something that I'll be able to speak more about. We talked to a, we talked about a little bit with Aaron Draplin, which was actually pretty awesome. Um, he talked about his, when he's like traveling, which he does a lot of in hotels, but, um, yeah, we should definitely talk about that. Um, cause I'm getting ready to travel around the world. Now I'm, I want to preface this by saying that in the past, I don't know, in the past f- probably dozen years, I have been on a plane maybe six times, maybe not a dozen years, maybe like six to eight years. I, I, I flew to Nashville from Portland when we lived in Portland once, I flew out to Denver, and then I also flew to Baltimore, both for uh, gifted student conferences while I was a teacher, and that was essentially all the travel I had ever done. And since we recorded the episode, the, our most recent episode, 11 months ago, I have scheduled and then rescheduled a trip to Malaysia. I have purchased tickets for my wife and I to both go to the Maldives, which is, if you haven't been, you should probably go because it's due to global warming, not going to be there in 20 years. And, oh, yeah, I'm going to Denver at the beginning of August, too. So now I'm going to put on more frequent, I'm going to put more frequent flyer miles onto a frequent flyer account. So you don't even know how these things work. And then you're going to come, you're going to use that to come out and hang out in San Francisco. That's going to be a thing that we're definitely going to do. I don't know. We're talking about making a- We can record a live episode talking about coming west for christmas because neither of us really are attached to we like to do a kind of our own thing for christmas so yeah. we're talking about maybe hopping on i-40 and just driving until we run out of road that would um, be fun which would be somewhere near the west coast yeah unless we make a really drastic turn into the grand canyon you would run out of road there too and you would find <laughs> out very quickly but yeah i've i've only ever been stop as... at the end <laughs> 
I've only ever been as far out as New Mexico, and I was, I think, 15 or 16 when we did that. So um, Elizabeth would really like to come out and do, like, Palm Springs and some cool stuff out towards Vegas and things like that. Um, She lived in L.A. for a while, so she knows a little bit more about the southern west coast than I do. So we're talking about doing that. So uh, if not with the frequent flyer miles, maybe sometime in the near future, because this is going to happen. I yeah. work remote now. Whether I work remote from Nashville or work remote from San Mateo, they don't care. Yeah. Well, the the trouble would be is we're going east for Christmas probably. So if somehow we don't like get a chance to meet up, you could just come stay at my house. Yeah, we'll just we'll just it, it's yeah. it's literally the best Airbnb accommodations we can think of. <laughs> because you just leave us a key and hope we show up. That's how yeah. Airbnb works, right? That that's how it goes, yeah. I think so. I don't even yeah. know. But yeah, we'll yeah. let um, you lovely listeners get on to the rest of your lives. Thank you so much for coming back and hanging out with us after our um, extended break. <laughs> if you were interested no, in... No, we didn't, we didn't go on break. We're just doing season... We just stopped for the season. Season we're like two. like HBO. Yeah. Right here. And we took the longest break we possibly could without <laughs> actually becoming canceled and alienating everybody else in the entire world. Seriously, though, thank you. For those of you that have decided that you are going to come back and listen to the podcast again, it means a lot to us. We obviously don't do this for the money. Um, I do it because I like to hear myself talk. Yeah, remember that one time we got $5 through our cash tag? Hey, we got $25 through the cash tag because we got nice. $5 at one point and then we got $20 at another point. Uh, thank you to all of you who donated in the past. Hopefully we're, you know... Hey, I'm still paying to host the site every month. Yes, I will be perfectly <laughs> honest with you. It is my self-employment business site with dot grid on the back end. But if you go to dot grid dot X, Y, Z, it, it pulls up the feed for oh, oh, oh. all of the you stuff know, here. I know this is last minute. Uh, can I, can I brag about the domain that I bought? Speaking all, of, amazing all of domains? them. You went on a domain buying spree. I did. I did. But the best one, the best one is Andy dot coffee. That's you. That's me. So if you go to that, it hits my medium channel. Oh, goes that you, you, you linked it up to the medium. Yeah. Yeah, Not bad. I decided finally to do that because part of it I wanted to try out the custom domain mapping on Medium. Mm-hmm. Works really well. Um, but yeah, Andy.coffee. Yeah. Yeah, it's there. Take it's, that, every other Andy person Wolfley. named Andy. Yeah, who likes coffee. Yeah. And is interested in custom TLDs. Every other dirty hipster named Andy who likes coffee. I live in East Nashville. There's at least six like on my block, I think. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Andy, Andy was popular in the time that you and I were... Um, in, in that time in that when we were born I had three up, other I had three other Andys in my class growing up oh, I uh, I went to a group meeting recently uh, and there were four other wills in there and I was like I have mm. not met that I haven't met this many wills in a long time anyway <laughs> yeah um dogger that XYZ is how, how do people you find, find you on the internet me yeah. on the internet I yeah. um I'm a hermit I don't know how to use the internet no I'm on the internet all the time uh, I'm on Twitter uh, twitter.com will fangy w-i-l-l-f as in Frank a-N-G-U-Y. You now have to find something else to use for the F and Wellfly. Good luck. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I, for example, am on um, Twitter as A Wellfly, A W E L F, as in farthing, L E. Oh, good one. Um, or you can just go to Andy.coffee. <laughs> or you, you can just go to, to Andy.coffee yeah, and find you that. that way. Yeah. I should I should just hook that up to some like weird like YTMMD page or something like that. What? You know YTMMD? You're I the don't. man now, dog. No, oh, you're, you're you know so treat. much more about the internet than I do, Andy Wellfley. You are in for a treat. I will send you to it's Y T M N D. 
that's short for you you're the man now dog like that movie starring sean connery as a professor teaching young african-american men about poetry there's a really great website uh it's a platform now not just a website that is the best so anyhow i digress uh. will fangy a wellfully <laughs> Dot good dot xyz to get the uh, <laughs> to get the shows. I'm going to try to figure out. If, hopefully, if you go to dot grid that xyz slash fifteen, you'll be able be able to pull up the show notes and any other images that don't automatically pull up in your podcast yeah. player of choice. Uh, if I can figure out how to make that work, I think I can. Listen, yeah. I got to I got to pimp this dot grid that xyz. I just paid another eight dollars to keep it for the year. <laughs> Ooh, big spender. So got to make sure <laughs> somebody, that, somebody spend us send us some money. We need to buy it. <laughs> got to make sure that our xyz costs are covered. <laughs> Oh, Andy oh. Wellfley. It's I'm, been a pleasure getting back you, to this. I missed you, no homo. I yes. Missed I missed you oh. too. We should uh we should sit down again and do this in the in the future. People obviously want us we you have to give the people what they want. You do. And so if you if this is something you want, please please tweet at us and tell us that you continue to want it. Um you can use the at dogrid podcast Twitter account if you want to do that. It exists. Yes. I hadn't, like I said, I hadn't logged in like six months today, but now it's it's on everybody's radar again. That big boom, orange boom, boom. icon shows right up there in your in your tweetbot feed. Andy Wellesley, yeah. it's been a pleasure. Indeed. I will talk to you again soon. I'll see you soon. Bye. No, no, you won't. Uh, I'll talk to no. you soon. Unless you accidentally hit that Facebook call button. <laughs> yeah. Then you'll see me. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.